Hey, what's going on again, everybody? Today is Wednesday, May 15, 2019, and this is The Nerd back again with another podcast for that ass. Yes, indeedy, I'm back in the sauna, and I felt like doing another show because yesterday I felt like I might have cheated you guys a little bit because it felt more like a commercial for the uh, podcast, the joint podcast that we did with the uh, the Couch on Fire guys. So that should be posted up today. Um, I'm not sure what their schedule is, but... If you go on their, their Twitter page, they'll probably uh, post a link or something like that when, when it's ready. Haven't heard anything yet myself, so I can post it out. Um, I did check their page and it hasn't been updated just yet, so they have a, a different posting time. I don't think we went over that last time we talked, but yeah, um, thanks for listening to the podcast yesterday, everybody, and today, because we are well over a thousand downloads today, this is actually our biggest download day ever, and it's still pretty early. It's two o'clock, and we're about 1100 downloads right now so holy shit thank you everybody for listening and for sharing the show on social media we appreciate it and um yeah it's really awesome you guys to do that and then just being fans of the show i mean this is great um yesterday we were about to go to bed and and podbean it does a thing where it um like updates at eight o'clock every night is like the end of day i guess and if you have like you know a thousand downloads it'll at eight o'clock it'll be a thousand downloads and then you'll revert back to zero and that's when they reset their time i guess but um, like right before we went to bed, it, it was like 30 something. And it's like, holy crap, like it, it, like we got that many already in such a short time span. And I don't know if that's because we were on Apple's front page a lot of the day or you guys are just, you know, re- really digging the show and sharing it. But we appreciate it. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool when you do something like this. It becomes sort of like a passion project for you, you know, and we're just trying to trying to put out things that people enjoy listening to. And if you guys ever um, decide you want to stop listening or whatever for some reason or you want us to talk about something else just hit us up in the email just let us know and you know we'll you know we'll, we'll just i don't know we'll try to adapt and just do whatever the fans want you know i mean we do have fans out there you guys are listening right now you're a fan uh, we appreciate you we would appreciate a little bit more if you guys would just give a little bit of feedback because that's all we that's all we um you know need at this point right now is just a little bit more engagement i talk about it a lot so i, I mean i'm not going to sit here and beg for emails or anything but It'd be really cool to get some sort of feedback just so we know, like, if what we're doing is, is, is like good for everyone, you know, we just want to appeal to about as wide a base as possible and get as many downloads as possible. The ultimate goal with the podcast is just to keep doing something we enjoy and have fun doing and just doing together as a couple. I mean, we, we, we have a couple of things that we do together, but this is by far our most fun and most loved thing to do. We, we just, we just have a good time doing it and we like to share our lives with everyone and our thoughts and opinions and things like that. And we're glad that, you know, we have so many listeners and downloads and stuff because it's just a really cool thing. And it's just like, we're going to get bigger and better from here. Enough about us. I have a couple of things I want to talk about. And the first thing I want to talk about before I forget, because, you know, my, my scrambled egg mind is just going to forget. Um, yeah, man, the fucking, I'm, I'm sitting there at the store, uh, uh, some, some gas station in Georgetown here. It's like when you first come into Georgetown, like right when you're going into the heart of the smelly shit. <laughs> it's like a paper mill town. It just smells like like burning paper all the time. It stinks. But anyway, uh, there's a gas station here, and I go in a gas station, and I'm, and I'm with a coworker, so I can't be you know my normal crazy angry self. But it did come out a little bit, and we're, we're there, and I'm buying a Red Bull, a sugar-free Red Bull, you know, for our keto addicts just like myself. And um, I'm standing in line, and there's a lady in front of me, and she's doing her lottery tickets and paying for her groceries or whatever the hell she's getting. I, I I just got two Red Bulls in my hand, and I'm just waiting to pay for them, right? Uh, some older gentleman comes into the store and I assume he's like getting his change for gas, which he was because he walked like right in front of me, but behind that lady and stood there to the side where the cashier handed him his money and smiled and said, Oh, here, here you go. Here, here's your change. You know, I'm like, all right. You know, this guy's 
for something quick, I, I would just walk into and just kind of get my stuff and leave. But he was just standing there, and I turn around and look at my coworker. I'm like, "This motherfucker cutting us." And when the guy stands there for about a minute while the first lady who was in front of me was like handling her business and like starting to finish up, the the guy looks back at us. He goes, "Oh, I'm not cutting." And he started like mumbling something like, "Like I, I'm just finishing up my business for some shit." He was trying to say. And then he starts ordering lottery tickets and doing all sorts of shit and, like, giving numbers. And I'm like, well, to me, it looks like you are fucking cutting because now it's like you you didn't just get your change. I wouldn't consider that cutting if it's just something that you already prior had an arrangement with the cashier. Like, all right, I'm going to give you a 20 and I only want $10 or, or – well, here it's like if it costs $18 to fill up your tank and you're like, just fill her up, you hand the cashier a 20 – you you get your your gas comes up like 18:36. You you know you go in, you grab your change, and you leave. They give you a, a, a slip, and you're done. Like you just don't even have to say hi to them. They just hand you your shit, and you leave. This guy's standing there. He starts ordering tickets. I'm like, what? I'm like, looks like you are fucking doing something. Like you are fucking cutting. And the guy just looked all sheepish. He had like the fear of God in his eyes. I guess like people around here, in a small town where everyone knows each other, they're all buddy buddy. Like this gas station, it's like a fucking club. People are like cracking up and shit. They're telling jokes, and it's like a bunch of older people and talk sports it's like a barbershop and he was probably never used to being spoken to like that and i'm like well looks like you are fucking cutting you're, you're doing other shit now and the guy was like profusely apologizing and i'm like dude just you know it's, it's, it's just really inconsiderate you know and i, and I said it's really inconsiderate you know the the, the the cut i got two things i could have been in and out and you could be sitting here ordering your, your numbers i mean it's just annoying as shit the cashier was stood there she was like horrified i'm like i, I just fucking said something you know it's these are words. It's just words. It's carbon monoxide coming out of my mouth in the form of like you know sound. But anyway, we 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 left the store and my coworkers cracking up. He thought it was hysterical because like down here in the south, I guess you don't get like opinionated people. Like most people take things on the chin, and they'll say bless your heart, which really means fuck yourself. But I mean, I don't know. I just wanted to share that little story because it's just annoying, man. I mean, cutting people in line is like one of the first things you learn when you learn how to talk and walk and you're in school. They teach you, stand in a straight line, you know, you don't cut each other. To stay in a straight line, single file, that kind of bullshit. And, like, you're a grown-ass adult. Just because you're old doesn't mean you're not exempt from getting yelled at or cussed at or you talked back to or told off or whatever. So, lesson learned, people. Go ahead and, um, you know, just be nice to each other. Be be considerate, you know, whatever. Today's episode is going to be about phony people, people that you can't trust and try hards. You know, uh, th- now, this is something I can go into like most forms of life, but mostly you'll see it in work. And I'm going to use a lot of work examples because like there are people out there that are, and, and let me just go back a little bit here. I, I had a boss about seven years ago and he gave me the best advice. I actually two of the best piece of advice I've ever gotten. He was a very, very good guy, very knowledgeable. And he knew how to survive in, in, a, in a corporate work environment where there's like high pressure. He goes for people that you don't like, and people that you, you know, have a big problem with in life. He's like, just keep your mouth shut. Don't let them know. Don't ever let someone know firsthand that you don't like them. Because, I mean, that, that can be held against you and in and, and life in general. So what you do is you just play along with their bullshit. And eventually they'll go away. You never have to talk to them again. And it's like, as long as you keep your head down, your mouth shut, don't let people take advantage of you, obviously, or step all over you or walk all over you or whatever. But, I mean, if it's just like petty differences, you know, don't let them know. And eventually you'll outlast everybody. And sure enough, and, and I, I did, you know, I, I had plenty of people that I didn't like and, 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 but no one ever knew, like no one would ever know that I didn't like them. 
I've always been pretty even keel with everybody. Um, some people like jump on other people and talk shit about them, but I, I don't go down that path. It's just it's just pointless to me. I mean, like, I, I'm the kind of guy who likes to crack jokes and everybody. People make fun of me. I'll make fun of them back. And it's all in good fun, you know. We just have a few laughs on the job. It, it, it's just fun, you know. Just pass the time, you know. Keep that camaraderie thing going. It's like locker room humor, that kind of thing. So it's always fun. But when it gets to a point where, like, you just can't stand somebody, you got to try to just don't let them know because that, that's worked wonders for me, man. Like, I've had jobs in the past when I was younger that I've walked out on because I just didn't like somebody and I just couldn't stand them. And my anger in the past got me in a lot of trouble before I had children, obviously, when I had the kids, they kind of calmed me down a lot because like now it's like you have responsibilities in life. You can't just fly off the handle and be a dick because you know, you don't like someone. You can't just go off on them and say, fuck you. I've actually learned a lot of self-control over the years and that's helped me a lot. And I think it would help some of you too, because if you're listening to this, chances are you do have some kind of mental illness, not just saying because you have to be mentally ill to listen, but I'd like to share my views because I, I do have mental illness. So, I mean, I, I just think that's great life advice. And, and my, my old manager, my old mentor, he, he told me that. And that was one of the two pieces of advice he gave me. I mean, that, that right there was great though. I mean, if you don't like someone, don't let ever let them know. And, uh, he, and the other thing before I forget that, was don't ever trust a young person trying to move ahead in the company. And that's also been fucking huge for me. Because my, my, my very first manager that I had at the position that I'm in, I don't know what it was with him, but he had a thing against me from the beginning. Like, it, it, I mean, I'm not one of those guys that's like, the whole world's against me because I, I, I truly don't think that. No one should ever have a reason to, to have any animosity towards me because I don't associate in any kind of way like that with people outside of work or inside of work. I don't have like those kind of conversations or I don't try to come off a certain way where people have anything against me. So, I mean, like, sure, I'm paranoid, but that's just because I have anxiety. I mean, I know it's, it's manufactured by the shit of my brain. So I don't let things get personal, even though I feel it, you know, I feel it. I just don't let it consume me. I learned how to deal with it in other ways. But, um, the, but yeah, this guy, he had something against me. I don't know what the hell it was, but it, it, it was like, it was bad, man. Like he would, like always like target me and pinpoint me for everything. And I was like, dude, is there like, you got to like, I've asked him before and I almost lost his job like very early on in my career. I was like, dude, I was like, do you got something against me? And he goes, what do you mean? I'm just trying to help you. I'm like, no, you, you're not trying to help me. You're, you're, you're trying to get me in trouble all the time. It's like, I, I'm brand new here. I'm trying to learn this job. I don't know everything. I mean, I'm looking for help and you're trying to like write me up for like the smallest shit that like veterans probably had a hard time understanding or even to this day understanding. And like now looking back in my position, which I'm in the same role he was when I first started. And uh, yeah, it was just one of those things where it's like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? Like this meaningless, dumb shit. And I can't really go into too much detail because it'll it'll give away like where I work. And I and, and I don't really want to do that. But um, uh, yeah, he was just a real dick. His name was Armando. He's a fucking cocksucker, man. Real piece of shit. But it was just like, he was like always behind me, always like on me. And it was like, I, some people get on you because they want to see you succeed. And like, they, they may treat you a little harsher, but it's all out of love. But they'll let you know that this guy was just a dick, man. He was all over me for like no reason. And he was a young guy trying to get ahead. And this is where, you know, the second part of the story goes. My manager told me, he was like, yeah, he was like, I, he's like, I don't know what it is with you. Like, he's always talking about you and shit. And my manager probably shouldn't have shared that with me, but he was like, yeah, like he, he's always like, like trying to find things wrong with you. And I'm trying to get him to cool off. And I know you're getting angry and, and we've had words me and this guy at this point. I'm, I'm like, listen, man, I was like, you got to back up off me, dude. Cause I know that you know, like, you know, this, what, what you're doing isn't right. You're targeting me for no reason. I just started this job. 
I don't know if he was threatened because, you know, we're, we're, we're both of the same uh, background, I, I guess. I don't know. We're kind of from the same area. Like, he was from the Northeast, and I'm from the Northeast, so I, I don't know if there was, like, a territorial thing. Like, I, I just don't know if he felt threatened by me or what, because I came out the gate pretty strong. I, I just don't get it, but anyway, um, and he truly had no reason to be against me, and I'm very transparent, as you guys know. I, I'd be like, well, I was kind of a dick to him. I kind of deserved it. I didn't. I was brand new. Didn't do shit to anybody. But anyway, um, the manager was telling me, he was like, don't worry, you know, just out, and that's when he gave me the first piece, just outlast people, just outlast them, just outlast them, smile, do your job, just outlast them. I was like, all right, you know. And then he was, and then me and the manager started getting closer and closer, me and, me and my, he became my, my mentor here. He, um, he, he was like, hey man, Armando's, uh, he's, he's up to some shit. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, this stays between us. And I was like, hey, yeah, of course. And, and when anyone tells me something, I, it stays with me. If, if, if it's meant to stay with me, they'll tell me, hey, and they know it's not going to go anywhere. I'm very trustworthy. I'm like, all right, cool, you know? And he tells me that this guy is, like, doing some shady shit behind his back. Like, he's going to these, like, meetings. And there's meetings where, like, management gets together. And, you know, like, it's like you, like, your store manager and your assistant have to be together. And, I guess he went to the bathroom, my, my, my mentor did, he like left and he came back and the door was cracked a little bit and he heard the assistant manager burying him, saying he does all the work and this, that, and the other thing, he, he doesn't do anything, he's just lazy, stays in his office, he's a piece of shit. And it's like, all right. So he heard and he went back, to, you know, he did his thing, came back a couple minutes later, acted like everything was fine. And he's like, this is what I've been waiting for, this motherfucker, he's like, he's been fucking with you, now he's fucking with me, he's like, we're gonna get rid of this son of a bitch. Trust me. And, he, and then I, I told him I was going to quit a couple of times. Like, dude, I, I can't work here. I'm going to kill this motherfucker. And I told him I was going to beat his ass one day. The, well, I didn't tell this to the manager himself. I told this to my store manager because we were getting closer. We were both venting about this guy a lot. And you can't just fire someone in any job, obviously. You have to have some kind of cause. So he's like, I'm going to let this motherfucker hang himself. And then one day, about three months into my career, or maybe it was like four, it was like four months maybe, because, I mean, th this all happened fairly quick. He was like, I got him. I was like, what? He's like, I got him. I was like, all right. And he, he calls me in his office. He closes the door. Uh, first, he called in this other guy who did like our back office stuff. And he called me in there with, with him. And we were both in there like plotting and scheming because no one liked this assistant manager. He was a dick. And the one guy is like a much older man. And he felt targeted by him too because the guy tried, because the assistant manager was fucking with him before I came there apparently. And he always wanted him gone. So the store manager was like, hey man, we got this motherfucker. He, he did something shady. Basically, there's like a program where you can um, like trade stuff in and then you have to give it in at that point of time. Well, there was something coming out that he wanted, but he would have to give up the thing that he traded in in order to, to get the new one. The new one wasn't out yet. It was like a pre-order and he wanted to use his trading credit towards the pre-order. So, uh, yeah, it's really hard to talk about without giving away where it works. I'm not going to talk about what the kind of item it was. I think that'll be pretty big enough, but this, this does get the point of the story across. So anyway, the guy trades it in on like a Tuesday or some shit, and the, his his item came out on a Thursday. So he kept his 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 item after he traded it in and put the money towards a new item that and paid that paid for it in full. So basically, he 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 took money from the company and left with the item without giving it in. And and the uh, representative, the older man, he was in control of all that back office stuff, and so he he caught it. He's like, wait a second, this motherfucker's got to send this thing in, and he's got it got him. And then he told the store manager and the store manager got me involved. And he was like, what do you want to do? You want to fucking get this son of a bitch or what? I'm like, hell yeah, man. We fist pounded. And sure enough, he pushed it up and that guy was gone within a week. So, uh, that, that basically sums up the story of, you know, uh, like 
just out, outlast people. And, and there were plenty of other examples I can give about just, just not liking people. I mean, there's people with attitudes. There was a couple uh, in that same store. We had two two young managers came in there, and they were both like tryhards. They both thought they knew everything. They were young guys. Like one of them would like roll a car over into another car every like three months, and it, I think his car payment was like $800 for a fucking Kia Ford or sedan. Piece of shit. Yeah, exactly. You 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 can get one of those for fucking five box stops and 295 shipping and handling. Fucking piece of shit cars, and he was paying 800 bucks because he 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 just wanted a nice looking car. He was this young guy that like tried to like look look like a baller and he was a manager so he was like oh i gotta look the part you know we dress up nice buy expensive shit never had never had a dollar in his pocket because all his paycheck money was going towards towards that look that lifestyle you know and i don't even know what kind of lifestyle it is because like even though i'm doing it now i'm still wearing the same old jeans that i've had before that i can't fit in because my keto thank goodness i love it but it's like i'm still wearing the same old shoes i bought it and they got like tears in them now i'm not gonna fucking go out there and look like an asshole because you there's things in life that are more important you know but this guy's a young guy, and I'm and I was told by my store manager not to trust young guys moving up in the company or guys that want to prove a point or try to get ahead because they're gonna throw everyone under the bus and ride that bus over and back it up, hit them again a few times because they wanna just look good. When in reality it makes you look like shit. More on that later. But anyway, uh, this guy would roll his car over, you know, and he he would get a new car every couple of months and he would owe so much money on it, the payment would just get higher and higher. So anyway, he was just a dumb fuck, and he got fired for some dumb shit, trying to accuse people of stealing money and shit, and there was a situation where, like, we have this, uh, there's, like, a payment kiosk, and you would go and you make your payments, you know, and, and it would give change, so the kiosk was, was jammed or something, it was a brand new, new, uh, thing at the time, no one knew how to use it, no one knew how to count it down at the end of the night, but anyway, uh, the kiosk, I guess it jammed one night and there was money in the register. Now, of course, this happens the day before I go on vacation, right? So there's $300 exactly missing. So I'm like, what the fuck? So, you know, like, and, and, and I was a, and I was a closing person cause I was brand new at the time. So and this is all like within my first fucking year. So, I mean, I really hated this job in the beginning because this, these weird things were happening. And like with my luck, it seems to always happen to me. So I fucking go on my vacation. You know, I have a great time. I'm like my first vacation, new job, you know, making a little bit of money. I'm happy. So I come back and it's like, there's like, um, I think I like this like asset protection team there. I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm opening a store and they're all in there and they're like looking around at shit and I'm out there talking to the guys. I'm like, hey, what's going on? They were waiting for me to come and come and open the door for them. And they're saying, oh, there's an investigation going on. Or there's $300 missing. I'm like, oh, shit. These motherfuckers can't count, you know? And apparently, it happened in the shift that I was, like, closing that night. Or, no, no. Actually, no, it was a day after. It was a day after. But they don't know what the fuck they're doing because no one knew how to count the drawdown. I mean, this is going back, like, six years. So, pardon, I, I missed a little small part of the story. But I'm back on track now. But anyway, uh, fucking, um... Yeah, so I'm, I'm in there with the asset guys. They're looking around. They're looking around. Guys got flashlights. They're, like, looking around the machine and shit. And they're like, oh, yeah, we can't find it. And then I, I, I'm, i like, trying to open a store, and I'm getting all the money together. And I'm trying to put the, the, the bin in. There's, like, a fives, there's tens, and there's singles that you put into the kiosk thing, right? And I can't put the tens in there. I'm like, why can't I put this in there? And the asset protection guy is, like, on me the whole time, like, asking me questions and shit about if I knew where it was. I'm like, dude, I just got back from vacation. I'm trying to jam it in there, and I'm like, hey, you try it. He tries to jam it in there, and he's like, there's something in there. So he he puts his hand in there, and he's like, oh, my fucking God. 
pulls out wads and wads of like crushed up like tins and any amount of $300. So I guess it was trying to give change the whole time, but it was jammed and it, it doesn't tell you it's jammed. It just stops working first. And no one, no one in that store thought the fucking, you know, check this thing out or put their hand in there or look, they just assumed that someone stole it. And since I was on vacation, I was the one that was blamed. So they're like, oh, motherfucker. And then I'm sitting there with the ass protection guys. They come out there and they tell me what's going on. And then they're like, okay. now." And then now the, ta- the fingers are being pointed at me and I had no idea. Now they're being pointed at the other people because they didn't do their job and they were trying to file complaints and shit. And it was those two little assistant asshole managers. They were trying to say it was me because I'm the newest guy, obviously, trying to blame me for it. And then I fucking talked to the store manager and I'm fuming. I'm like, these motherfuckers, no one thought to like tell me anything or give me a heads up. Like, hey, this happened. Do you know anything that might have happened? And all of a sudden, like, they're calling all sorts of things. They're trying to get me fired. And then the fucking, the district manager came down and apologized to me personally. He was like, listen, this shouldn't have happened. He's like, they didn't do their job. And, and everything's recorded on camera. No one went to check the cameras. They just immediately pointed fingers. So all the managers in there got, like, put on a final, like, notice, or basically. So if they fuck up at all, they're fired. And I was basically asked, like, what do you want to have happen to the two assistants? And, they, and since they were new, they were under a probationary thing. And I'm like, I want them gone. Like, I can't work with people that are going to, like, not trust me and immediately point fingers without doing their job. I want to work with people that know how to do their job, not not these two idiots. So, boom, gone immediately. The store manager, he was on vacation, too, and when he got word of it, he was like, well, we'll, we'll take care of it when I get back. And and they said that they did, the, you know, they did their due diligence, so I, I don't blame him at all. I blame the, the other two jerks. They're just trying to look good. And for some reason, people want to see people get in trouble for, for nothing. It's like they get their rocks off. Their dicks get hard off of it, you know? Their vaginas get moist because they want to see people get in trouble. I don't fucking get it. I don't understand it. Trying to drink a, uh, drag a man down for nothing. But anyway, those guys, I mean, I was treated like fucking, like, like I was treated with kid gloves because, I mean, they knew I was pissed. So, but they were both out of there. To, they, and me and the area manager became very close. He used to come down and give me shit all the time. And we, we used to just hang out. We used to go out for lunch and shit, have a few drinks after work. He was a really cool guy. And he apologized profusely because he's, he's from, you know, the Northeast. And he was just a cool guy. And my store manager and I were close, and then he got canned for, you know, other reasons. I, I guess he was too cool. But, yeah, I mean, that was basically where my trust issues went with this job, man. It's like, to this day, I still have that chip on my shoulder. Like, fuck people. Like, don't get close to anybody. Don't trust anybody because it's like they don't trust you. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's always been something like a mental block. And I think I'm going to carry that for the rest of my life. And it's just it's just something like it's, it's, it's like it hurts, you know? When someone doesn't trust you or something like that happens or they try to stab you in the back. It does hurt. I mean, you can't just like wave it off a lot of times. That's why I live by those two rules. You know, if you don't like somebody, don't let them know. You wave it off. And the other thing would be, um, basically, uh, fuck man. Don't trust people that are young and trying to move up in the company. I'm sure there's some good ones out there, but there's a lot of people that are just assholes, flat out scumbags. And now that I'm in a position where I have influence and I, you know, have a little power, I, I, I made sure made fucking sure that I would never turn into one of those people. And I tell my, my people all the time, if I ever turn into someone like that, you let me know, Hey, you're starting to change, man. And I'll fucking gladly re readjust myself or fix myself because there's no reason for anybody to feel like they're targeted or feel like a piece of shit at work. And that's that. That went a little bit longer than I thought, but, but I, but from what I understand, you guys do like some of my stories. So I'm like, I'm gonna share those whenever I can. But yeah, tryhards and phony people, like ones that look at you and they're smiling, but you know they hate you. And, and you know, and it's like you you just know. You can tell, like, when they talk to you and they're condescending and all that other shit. You can just tell. Some people, are like, I have a really good sense of, like, what's going on. 
and I can tell when someone has something against me. I I I just do, and there's and there's uh, people out there in life that I just can't stand. Of course, I'll let, not let them know that, but I mean, like you can just tell when when someone talks, you're like, yeah, really, yeah, and like they look at you and it's like, oh, I fucking know you're being phony. Like, just some people just have a phony aura. It's like they wake up in the morning, and there's a fucking perfume or cologne that says phony, and they're just spraying it all over themselves. It's very transparent. You can tell, you can smell them a thousand miles away. You know, it's it's just that obvious, and that just gets annoying. But yeah, there's people like that you deal with in life too. They're just super fucking obnoxious, and those people I don't trust as well. But this does kind of handicap me though, because I'm I'm sure I might get it wrong some of the times, you know. But it's like one of those things where it's like it just gets in the way, man. You know, it's like it it gets away of of possible relationships that I could have had at at the job. It it probably hurt it, and it probably is still hurting them to this day. Like I, I just have a lot of relationships that probably could have been fruitful relationships, you know, like contacts, things like that. It could have made it work and through networking and shit like that, that I just refuse to do because I just don't trust people, man. And it's, it's just, it just goes back to my experience with the company and itself, you know, like people that you work with, you think they're, they're, and, and you find out that they are trying to throw you under the bus for something or, or like a small misunderstanding happens and they try to escalate you, you know, through the fucking processes that your company may have. And it's like, wait a second, I thought we were cool. Why don't you, it's something so stupid. Why can't we talk about this? Well, you know, like, or whatever, and, and it never goes anywhere, is, but the fact is, like, hey, you tried to fuck me, motherfucker, now you're fucked. It's just, it's just, there's just so many of these instances, and, and some of these things aren't even from personal experience, like the two stories I told are. There's other ones that I can share in the future, I just don't want to go too long in this podcast, because I try to keep them under a half hour, or within a half hour's time frame, about 30 minutes or so for my solo podcast, because we do the long ones, and we are doing one tonight, too, so get ready for that, the uh, Nerdette and I. But, yeah, I mean, I, but... I, I do feel like this has hurt me in the past, though, just like the way I feel about people and my, my wariness and things like that to just build relationships. It, it has hurt, and I know it's going to probably never go away, but whatever, man. This isn't a pity party for me. You know what else is fucking weird? I don't know if some of you guys have ever fucking had this experience, but do you ever, like, get freaky with your significant other? And, like, the next morning, like, you guys, like, after going a little too far, you can't make eye contact with each other? <laughs> fucking oh man it's just like you get like a little i mean like when you've been with someone for so long you, you know you have like that standard sex you know you get like that missionary position for five minutes or whatever and plop you're done or like you may do like a little uh, oral action on each other or something like that and then boom you're done but then like some nights you just get a little frisky and like i don't know where the fuck it comes from it just happens man and then like you're like well, who the fuck are you you know like after you're done you're like who the fuck is who the fuck is this person i'm fucking around with for fucking all these years, you know, like what? Who the hell was that last night? And sometimes, you know, like you may have a few beers or something, or you may have a few drinks, and you just may be in a mood for something a little crazy, you know, something you may have a little surprise, try something a little different. And it happens, and then you know, like you go right to bed afterwards, or whatever you do afterwards, and then next morning you wake up and you got like guilt, like that post-orgasm guilt, and you don't even want to look at the person you're sleeping with because you're like, who the fuck are you, man? Who was that last night? What the fuck got into you? It was awesome. But now I can't even look at you. No eye contact, man. That's fine. <laughs> I got yelled at for that this morning. Go out there and look at me, and I'm like, no eye contact, please, 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 no eye contact. I can't look at you today after what the fuck we did. You know what we did last night, motherfucker. We can't look at each other. We can't even talk. I mean, shit, I'll keep my back turned to you all day long. But, yeah, by the time I get home today, it'll probably be done. So I'll probably be right ready to look again. But, I mean, this morning was just too soon, man, too fucking soon. Like, you can't make a joke about a dead celebrity. You can't, you can't have eye contact fucking just a mere like eight hours after having some freaky deaky sex. 
I just want to know if anyone else out there has had that feeling. So yeah, send your emails at voicesofmiserypodcast at gmail.com. And you can also send your comments on Twitter at Voices of Misery. So there you go. Uh, that couch is on fire. I mean, we're definitely going to do an update on that tonight. It'll probably be posted by then. Right now, like I said, it's 2.37 on the East Coast. Um, when they post that podcast, we'll definitely uh, post something on Twitter to so let people know what happened. And they have posted it. Uh, I hope they do it soon, though, because I am ready, man. I'm fucking ready for this thing to go up. Ready to see if we help them out with some views or if they help us out with some views or listens or anything like that. This thing is a two-way street, man. Everyone tries to help each other out with podcasting. And it's a very important thing that we all do that because, I mean, without each other, we got nothing. This has been the Myrtle Beach, our former Myrtle Beach nerd. I still am the Myrtle Beach nerd, but the podcast is the Voices of Misery podcast. And I am your host of this solo podcast, The Nerd. Keep your eyes peeled and subscribe to the podcast because tonight you're going to have another one is going to post up sometime late tonight, though. So it'll be there by tomorrow morning. We usually post them at like 11, 12 o'clock at night. Tonight's a night off of work for me. I'm off tomorrow, so I'm going to be uh, partying up a little bit. So, yeah, we're going to do a little podcast tonight. It's going to be fun, man. So, just keep your eyes peeled. Check this one out. Share it on all your social media. And we will talk to you later. <laughs>